It is 521 on WFMD. Good to see you on a Wednesday morning. Thank you for checking in. I never take that for granted that you check in and spend part of the morning with us right here on the Morning News Express. All right, let's go. If uh, <laughs> So a couple of months ago, I was contacted by a former employee here who used to work in the news department who told me that I was blowing the teen violence uh, subject way out of proportion. He said, there's nothing to see here. Oh, yeah? Is that why big cities are implementing youth curfews? Yes, Atlanta is the latest to do so. Atlanta City Council voting to add more penalties to the city's teen curfew. Fox 5 Atlanta's Alec Whitler is reporting. The new curfew stipulations mean parents with teens under 16 caught past curfew three times will have to attend anti-violence programs together. A string of deadly gun violence involving young people was the gut punch that started curfew conversations. In the fall, 12-year-old Zion Charles and 15-year-old Cameron Jackson died from late-night violence. 16-year-old Briasia Powell's shooting death after a graduation party last month was the last straw for Councilman Lewis. God willing, we'll be done save some of this. I'm souls out here. His ordinance, which passed Tuesday, keeps the current 11 p.m. curfew as is. Chicago, St. Louis, Indianapolis, Atlanta, Detroit, Chicago, you name it, those cities are out of control with teen violence. The measure in Atlanta will go into effect after Mayor Andre Dinkins gives his signature to the ordinance. 522 is your time. Let's talk about I-95. Pennsylvania's governor says the I-95 freeway near Philadelphia will be reopened by this weekend. Fox 29 Philadelphia's Chris O'Connell is reporting from the city of brotherly love. Less than 14 days after the I-95 collapse, Governor Josh Shapiro says interim lanes of the highway will be open by this Saturday or Sunday. This weekend, you'll have less time in traffic and more time with family and friends. Shapiro making the announcement as the bustling 24-hour rebuild operation continued behind him. The backfill of glass aggregate is now finished. Now it's on to paving, lane striping, and installing barriers. Officials say the new six-lane temporary highway carrying more than 160,000 vehicles a day is safe. I can already see that Governor Josh Shapiro is going to use this in a re-election campaign video. How much do you want to bet? Let's revisit the conversation in a couple of years. Governor Shapiro says the repairs will cost an estimated 25 to $30 million and the federal government will cover the costs. WFMD time is 523 coming up on 524. We haven't talked about this story in several months. The National Transportation Safety Board is holding several meetings this week in East Palestine, Ohio, months after the Norfolk Southern train disaster. Fox's Jeff Manasso reports. NTSB Chair Jennifer Hammondy is on the ground in East Palestine to field questions at a community meeting tonight at East Palestine High School, where an investigative hearing also takes place tomorrow and Friday that'll focus on emergency response and the decision to vent vinyl chloride from the rail cars that derailed in February that poisoned the air and water. Meantime, the EPA and CDC cite progress in cleanup, though amid distrust of the people who live there. And as Norfolk Southern continues spending millions of dollars in its promise to make the community whole again. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. I'll never forget days after that disaster going there with my wife for the weekend. 
going to hand out water to the people, talking to the people in East Palestine. It was an eye-opening experience, and you can't get that smell out of your head, the putrid smell of the toxins that poured out from the uh, derailed Norfolk train. It is 525 at WFMD. I guess that buried the lead today. Today marks the first day of summer. The summer solstice is today, which means it's the longest day of the year. Uh, Okay, okay, all of the days are 24 hours, but this is the one when the Northern Hemisphere has its longest period of sunlight hours. According to the Farmer's Almanac, it marks the astronomical first day of summer. Fun fact, the summer solstice does not have the earliest sunrise. And if you love a good sunset, you're going to love this. The sun sets more slowly around the time of a solstice. So welcome, summer, and enjoy that extra sunlight. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. It's 526 at WFMD. Let's talk about that missing sub. Crews are racing against time, hoping to find a missing sub in the Atlantic. Fox's Matt Finn reports one lawmaker is calling for the U.S. Navy to join the effort with one large piece of gear. New York Republican Congressman Brandon Williams served in a Navy submarine. He says the area where the sub went missing is very close to the Gulf Stream currents, which can interfere with sonar pings or sound detection. That congressman says he has personally contacted the U.S. Navy to send a nuclear submarine. I really believe that the sonar capabilities, the passive listening sonar capabilities of America's nuclear submarines is far and away the best uh, tool in the toolkit. And a New York Times report reveals back in 2018, OceanGate's director of marine operations wrote a scathing warning about the Titan sub safety issues. It's 526 at WFMD. One more story about former President Donald Trump. Could Trump stand trial before the end of the summer? Hmm. The U.S. District Judge who will preside over the Mar-a-Lago documents trial of former U.S. President Donald Trump says the trial is set to begin August 14th, but there is reason to believe the legal defense team for the former president will ask for and will be granted a series of delays. The trial is also set to take place in the federal courthouse in Fort Pierce, Florida, an hour's drive north of West Palm Beach, which would be closer to Mar-a-Lago, where a raid carried out by federal agents resulted in boxes of items and documents being seized. The former president is pleading not guilty. In Broward County, Florida, Eben Brown, Fox News. It's 537 at WFMD and WFMD.com. Coming up in 10 minutes, a former Pittsburgh Steeler is dead. The PGA meets with golfers to talk about the live merger. And Florida has a connection to a Virginia cold case. I'll tell you all about that. 537 at WFMD and WFMD.com. 930 WFMD Business Update. All right, 549 at WFMD and WFMD.com. And we are joined by Chris Murray, the president of Murray Financial Group in downtown Frederick and the host of your financial editor show you can hear on Saturdays right here on WFMD. Chris, good Wednesday morning. Markets closing lower on Tuesday. Yeah, good morning, Ryan. They did uh, to start the week, of course, this shortened uh, week because of uh, the markets being closed Monday. But the Dow lost 245 points, the S&P 500 down 20 points, and the NASDAQ down 22 points. All right, Chris, financial conditions are worsening around the world. Yeah, the world, you know. So it's interesting. Uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers, um, they have what's called a workforce study. 
and um, it's massive. I mean, uh, you know, they they polled fifty four thousand workers in forty six different countries, and it just showed that you know this uh, isn't just something that's uh, unique here in the United States, um, but around the world. But when you do look at America. Um, you know, you see um, these levels of financial hardship compared to this time last year, and that's because of uh, the economy slowing down and higher inflation has really left so many people cash-strapped, as we've talked about many, many times. Um, so uh, 26% of the workers surveyed by um, PricewaterCoopers uh, said that um, they plan to change employers in the next 12 months in hopes of finding better paid work. And 42% said they're planning to demand pay raises to try to offset these crazy cost of living uh, increases that everybody's dealing with uh, every day. See, to me, the rhetoric of the Biden administration when he says or the administration says pay your fair share and corporations are paying their fair share, and they, they're the ones making, you know, generating the revenue. People are hearing this, and they're thinking that these companies aren't paying their fair share. But if people keep demanding pay raises, companies are going to have no choice but to shed jobs because they only have so much money. So how do we balance that dynamic between paying people what they're worth and getting the most you can from the opportunity that you presently have? Yeah, you know, and we've talked about this so many times. The first thing to remember is all of this inflation and financial hardship was self-imposed. It's because simply of overspending by the government, misuse of uh, of our tax funds and future generations, their monies as well. So it's not about fair share. It's you know, and, uh, like you said, rhetoric, a uh, perfect word. It's um, about overspending and growing government and wasteful spending on um, false narratives like the weather and other things. So um, that's really where you start because most people figure out, wait a minute, if we're having all these pay increases and, like you said, people are trying to be overcompensated in many uh, instances, that itself leads to inflation and companies um, you know, have to make that decision of just how much of that they can eat themselves versus how much of that they have to pass on right. to the public by increases in costs for their products and services. All right, Chris, I, I do want to talk real quick about student loan payments, but maybe I should pause this because it's a, a longer probably set of analysis that you have to give, but student loan payments will restart in October according to the Department of Education, a story on CNBC.com. But maybe we'll address that next hour so we can provide some back and forth, uh, some thoughts on that. At 5.53, what are you watching today, Chris? We have mortgage apps, oil inventory data. Again, oil, 75, 71 a barrel. Mm -hmm. So there's that continuation of inflation in that area. Also, uh, Jerome Powell will be testifying before Congress. Um, so that's going to be watched and listened to extremely closely. Yeah, so that whole transitory thing, Chris, that, that, that's not inflationary? Is that what you're telling me? 
Well, yeah, I mean, finally they had to admit that. I'm sure he might get one or two uh, digs from uh, some of the elected officials on that issue because he has in the past. Maybe a good poll question on Twitter this morning. What was the biggest lie the government has told us in the past 18 months? Was it 15 days to slow the spread or was it uh, that inflation is transitory? I'd love to get oh, the public. that would be close. Yeah, right. <laughs> they were both pretty bold, bold, just lies. Just lies, lies, lies. All right, Chris, we're not telling any lies. You'll be back next hour and so will the morning mayor. Thank you for checking in this morning, friend. It's uh, great to talk to you. All right, thanks, Ryan. It's 554 coming up. There it goes, 555.